Hot and cold, I looked everywhere for what I need. But now I know, now I know. Hello, welcome to SOS and back to Loving You and Loving Me. I am your host, Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, Soulfully Observant Sage is SOS. Thank you for joining me tonight. This show is all about how to create heaven on earth, no matter what shit's going down on the earth. For those of you joining me for the first time, welcome to all of you. Thank you for being here. I am delighted to have you join me. Tonight is all about sanctuary. Sanctuary, inner peace, feeling blissful, you know, like you have an armful of cat, (laughs) joyous no matter what. If you have a question about the subject matter, if you'd like to share, you can call into the studio and get your question answered on the air this evening. The numbers are 888-627-6008 or 323-744-488. My website is jenniferelizabethmasters.com and you can find my books on Amazon and Audible. As a heart-based intuitive soul sculptor and fearless coach and healer, I guide you to chip away at whatever obstructs your health, happiness, or success so that you can have the life of your dreams and you deserve it. As an international best-selling author, again, you can find my books especially Orgasm for Life on audio or Audible and Amazon. And my website is jenniferelizabethmasters.com. My goal each week is to share tools and uh, work that energy and to uplift you at the same time as brightening your day, adding joy, humor, wisdom, and probably a little irreverence to get you thinking outside the box. And because there is no box, This show is for anyone who's interested in creating more happiness, vibrant health, abundance, loving relationships, and to rise above life's circumstances so that you're thriving and enjoying life fully. I'll help you expand your mind and the infinite possibilities available to you. So we need to have a place that we can go when the world outside seems crazy. Whether it's the coronavirus, politics, buildings burning, Black Lives Matter, protesting, nothing feels stable right now in that outer world. We are now living in a time where it's okay to walk into a bank wearing a mask and ask for money. Everyone around is looking like masked bandits. Now, during this time, you may feel disconnected from friends, family, and loved ones. Wearing a mask may make you feel subjugated, downtrodden, or less than. You may take off your mask and want to cry. It's happened to me a couple of times. It's not surprising. When we cannot see another's facial expression, we can't see what somebody else is thinking. We have challenges communicating in stores, and you might be feeling less than blissful right now. It's totally understandable. So this is a great place to come to allow yourself to let go of that stress and unrest, the craziness. And we're going to start right now by taking a nice, slow, deep breath from your lower abdomen. Breathing in slowly and deeply with me from the lower abdomen. And as we exhale, let's make the sound of a waterfall. Ah. Release all the stress, the negativity, and the energy of the day and the week. Take one more deep breath from the lower abdomen. Ah. Taking long, slow, deep breaths can calm the mind and the body very quickly. Not only does it calm you, but it also grounds you in the present moment. There are plenty of things we can do to calm our nerves, like downing a bottle of Jack, smoking pot until we become the couch, but those options are temporary and problematic. 
as it becomes too difficult to function when we're being mood-assisted by substances. There's always a second phase, like a hangover, or maybe gaining weight from the munchies. Tonight, I'll share some options that won't put weight on you, and you can try them on for size. And what I'll tell you is that those that I teach have totally changed their lives for the better by adopting these precepts that we'll be talking about in this next hour. Well, life for me today is fun. Can you tell? I have a lot of fun with life. Um, It's enjoyable, inspiring, bringing me new adventures every single day. I'm happy no matter where I am, who I'm with, or what, and I'm going to put in a little one, or who I'm doing. I can do absolutely nothing and still be happy with my life. I have learned how to play at this game and enjoy life. It wasn't this way for over 30 years. I used to complain, be sickly, negative, unappreciative, miserable, and you know what? I was also bitchy, but not anymore. The bitchy me is long gone, and rather than looking my age, I look 15 years younger, and you can too. What is going on in the world does not rule my inner being. Now, we've talked about perception before. When we believe the world is an angry, scary, dangerous place, then that is what we create in our reality. Thoughts become things. What we are going to do is create a safe inner sanctum for you that is in the world, but of it. In the world, but not of it. I'm sure you've heard this precept before. It is a Christian precept. In fact, it is from Romans 12, too. It's also located several different places, but I happen to like this one. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Well, what does this mean? It means that the world is ruled by evil. And if we adhere to the evil and turn our backs to God, we are in the world and of it. That means that we live by the evils of the world. What are the evils of the world? Pornography? All right, guys. I know. (laughs) It is. I'm sorry. Pornography is a dark force. Pedophilia, drug addictions, alcohol addictions, sex addictions, food addictions, gambling, etc. Harming ourselves and others. With our face to God and good, we do not focus on the evil. We are not using people. We're not defiling, hurting, or harming anyone. Instead, we live in our personal truth, using our gifts to help others, assisting rather than detracting. I'm talking about detracting. So each of us was given grace. What is grace? Grace is gifts to use to help those who need it. Uh, Grace is actually unmerited favor of God. It is when God shows favor upon you for nothing, just you being you. So whether you're a coach, a healer, a mechanic, a producer, a landscaper, a pool cleaner, you're using your gifts to help other people. Transformed by the renewal of your mind. What is that? Focusing on what we desire rather than what we don't want. Recognizing that all will be given to us when we're in perfect alignment, in a state of love, Gratitude and grace will be poured upon you. So this unmerited favor of God, sometimes people feel it just out of nowhere. It's a, it's causeless joy. It is a, a feeling of beauty and radiance that flows through you. It's an amazing feeling. And when it does, you feel beautiful you feel abundance you step into the flow miraculously without doing anything without having to make something happen 
without having to control anything or anyone. So by giving to others with our gifts, we step into this amazing place. Well, how do we get from misery and suffering, worrying about the world end and people showing up at our door demanding that we turn over all our toilet paper? Well, I'll tell you what I changed in myself. I'll use myself as an example. To step into grace, we have to let go. And I let go of plenty, starting with the B word, blame. I used to just revel in the joy of blaming others. I blamed my mother, my father, my, I, I would blame my sister, but I didn't have one. I blamed my brothers. I blamed everyone, my teachers. I stopped blaming others for my unhappiness. I healed my relationships with my parents, my brothers. I forgave everyone, everyone. I learned to love myself and be happy with me instead of picking myself apart and bashing myself with a baseball bat. I stopped beating myself up. I stopped tearing myself down with my words and my thoughts. I stopped looking at others with disdain and judgment for what they were doing, saying, wearing. How could she wear that? Oh, my God, doesn't she know what she looks like? That's judgment. I stopped doing that. I began to take responsibility for my own personal happiness. Instead of expecting a marriage to do it for me, a partnership to do it for me, or my parents or my kids, I took responsibility also for my own health and my life. I did my own research. I stopped going to doctors looking for help, turning over my responsibility for taking care of me to them. Instead of having them look for problems, I discovered that all my health issues were related to the way I felt and thought about myself. Took me a while, but I discovered I was very negative. I discovered my negativity was actually killing me. I had sinus infections, bladder infections. I had pneumonia. I had all kinds of issues. I was sick a lot. And at one time after a particularly expensive and debilitating divorce, I was terribly depressed. And what actually happened was I recognized that I'd been depressed for decades, but this divorce kind of kicked it into overdrive. And my doctor prescribed Prozac to fix it, fix me. But what I discovered was taking a pill does not, not heal the cause of depression. Depression is caused by repressed anger. Anger it was issues I didn't even know I had. I didn't understand that I was angry. Prozac didn't remove the anger. It just stuffed it further down inside me. It caused me to fall asleep at the wheel. And only, and I talked about grace before, but only by the grace of God did I survive to tell about it. I fell asleep at the wheel and drove three exits past my place of work without knowing I had done it. I have no idea how I got there. I've never looked back. And how did I cure my depression? Well, I went off Prozac that very day. And my depression was cured by looking inside of me, recognizing that I was angry. I was angry about being molested as a kid, that my mother blamed me for a lot of things. And healing my anger issue was key to curing the depression. And now I do this work for other people. What I discovered was there's seven layers of anger. And, you know, it's funny because anger is the one emotion that society allows us to express. Well, sort of. You can't beat your kids. You can't beat your husband or your wife or your partner. But you can yell. You can vent, you can hit baseballs or hammer nails into walls. 
There's a lot of things that you can do to release anger. And I did a lot of it. It took a long time for me to recognize that I did have anger. And I had several psychics tell me that I had deep rage. I didn't know that I had it. I couldn't sense it. I'd stuffed it down so deep. deep. Well, you can hammer nails, punch a pillow, yell, scream. I yelled at my kids quite a bit. I found that clearing anger is very effective. I got to the root cause of the issue and I cleared it. So clearing the root issue heals rather than stuffs the anger, which ends up in the tissues. So I understood that life was working for me instead of against me. I stopped blaming everyone. So when we live the life of a victim, as I did, we're not taking responsibility for our part in life. We're not looking at what did I do to cause this? Whether it was child molestation, as I had abuse, emotional abandonment, it doesn't matter. I recognized that what happened to me in my childhood was a way to teach me that I didn't love myself. And once I recognized that the universe and God serves us by giving us situations to heal our issues, I understood that life was working for me rather than against me. And it's funny, I stopped fighting with everyone. I didn't realize how cantankerous I was until I was able to look back in retrospect. I had been fighting with everyone for years, decades, and decades in fact. I argued about everything. If you said it was black, I would say it's white. My family of origin did much to encourage this type of communication. It was the only way my father knew how to communicate with my mother. My father and mother were very angry people. And of course, I learned this pattern from them. And over time, I recognized that not everyone communicates in this way. I found positive ways to get my point across. I found ways to discuss rather than fight or blame. And in that process, I became more loving because when I stopped hating, it's interesting, when you're in that state of hate, you can't be in the state of love. It's impossible. Just sit with that for just a second. All these people fighting, complaining, hating. What does it do? You can't be in a state of love. So I became more loving and accepting of myself. And as a result of others, I stopped hating myself. I began to see my strengths, my gifts, my beauty, my talents. Oh, wow, I had abilities I didn't realize I had. We all do. And when we begin to be grateful for what we have, all of those gifts grow. It's really funny that until we begin to love ourselves, we don't recognize all that we have. So when I started to look back, I divorced a man who worked hard, made lots of money, provided a beautiful home for myself and my two boys. I had everything I ever wanted materially, but I was never so lonely or unhappy. All the material things that I dreamed of only served to show me my internal misery. I blamed my husband for being unhappy. I focused on the amount he was gone and that I had to raise the two boys on my own. Well, that was then. And so when I started to wake up, I began to see the good in my life. And I started to look up rather than down. I saw sunshine instead of mud. I saw what was wonderful rather than only seeing the bad. You know, when we begin to smile more, we start to feel better. We start to enjoy the simple things in life instead of needing something material to make us happy. You know, I recognize that the material stuff didn't cut it. It didn't make me happy. 
certainly not lasting happiness. So when I was in that blame mode, that victim mentality, I didn't love all my family. I was, tur- I was turned away from them. And healing my relationships with all my family members was a huge part in shifting from unhappy to happy. When we're happy with ourselves, it's interesting how we see the good in others as well. I grew up in a dysfunctional family like so many of us did. My mother, a narcissist, my father worked hard, but he was, you know, he had rage. He was faithful, worked hard, grew a vegetable garden, built our home, several boats, including a sailboat. However, he had some personal demons. He had terrible rage. His first emotion expressed was anger. He was a curmudgeon, like Scrooge. He scoffed and doubted at everything. He didn't trust anybody. And he passed that on to us all. He had an addictive personality and, well, you know, I began to see that my mother being an orphan at age five did the best she could with what she was given. And you know what? Interestingly, she softened when I did. And my father was angry. He had good reasons to be angry. He never knew how to handle it. And this anger ate him up inside. He died of myeloblastic leukemia. Uh, Cancer is caused by deep resentment secrets and hurts eating away at the self and it can also be cured with deep introspection energy healing and total forgiveness most people only look at the quick fix rather than a root cause without clearing the root cause cancer can return and it often does with a vengeance so one of the things that i learned was my negativity, my thoughts were killing me. And what did I do? I focused on overcoming it. I was careful to think and say things that were positive. I had over 30 years of programming and bad habits to overcome. But because I was so darn determined to heal, I persevered. My determination to be happy what was, was what was driving me. I knew I wanted to experience enlightenment in my lifetime. It was my dream since I was 16. And in 2012, I did it. I sat in stillness and silence every day. I did a process called Ascension Daily for over eight years. My mind chatter stopped. My mind became quiet. Can you imagine? No mind chatter. No little niggly, niggly, Chatter, chatter. No, none of that. I made it a habit to meditate at least twice a day. I toned, as in singing, into the chakras. I cleared uh, myself and focused on letting in the light, opening my heart, allowing myself to be who I truly am. I stopped thinking of myself as a bad person, and I totally I fell in love with me. Self-love is not ego-driven. In fact, it is ego-less. When we allow ourselves to be love, we become who we truly are. And once we get to know ourselves, it's as if we're dating ourselves. We know what we want. We know what we don't want. We know what makes ourselves happy. And we know also what takes us away from happiness. So we find passion and soul purpose. We stop trying to fix others and make them happy. We recognize everyone has their own experience. Each person is playing at their own personal board game of life. And sometimes we choose the hard way because we think life needs to be hard. Maybe you choose the hard way too. And when we do, we make life difficult Making money can be difficult. We can find relationships difficult. We find happiness difficult. What we can do is choose a different way. It's funny, I didn't realize that we could choose to make things easy. I made life difficult with the thoughts I was thinking. Well, maybe you grew up with the parents like I did, that 
went through a depression or a war. They may have made statements like, do you think money grows on trees? Turn off that light. Do you think I'm made of money? (laughs) What does that do? It focuses on poverty, poverty consciousness. When we begin to recognize that our thoughts create and we can choose a different way, life becomes easy. I'll give you a couple of examples. So recently, on a move from California to Boulder, Colorado, I chose to let go of all my furniture. I decided that I needed to let all the furniture I had go. It didn't make sense to spend thousands of dollars to truck it across country, drag it all. It wasn't worth it. None of my stuff is that great. You know, I love my stuff, but it wasn't worth it. So as I was praying gratitude in the morning, I was grateful for the beautiful place I'd lived for two years. I was grateful for my landlord, that he was so easygoing and amenable. I gave thanks for the ease of life in the little town I'd been, the friendships I'd made, the abundance I'd experienced. And at the end of my prayer, I asked, how could I get someone to pick up all my furniture without me having to drive it to a thrift store or consignment shop. I asked, how could I possibly be able to keep my bed until the last possible moment? Well, my cleaning lady's daughter came to mind at that exact moment. Though it was very early in the morning, 4.30 to be exact, I texted her and asked if she might be interested in my desk, my desk chair, bookshelf, and a cabinet. She asked for photos. I was surprised she was awake. She said she had a three-month-old. I sent photos, and she said, I'll take everything. I'll pick it up Saturday. My move was scheduled for the following Wednesday. I said that was perfect and thanked her profusely. The next thing I knew, she texted me back and said they would take the bed On Tuesday, would that be okay? So I had a place to sleep until Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Everything manifested exactly as I had prayed moments, moments earlier. So manifesting doesn't have to take time. We have been inundated with the thoughts and ideas that manifesting is something that needs to be slow, drawn out, and take a while. Well, Sometimes it does, but if you know the right things to say and you're in the right place in your heart, it can happen at the speed of light. Our prayers are powerful. We need to pray as though it's already taken care of. And then what happens is the universe steps in and orchestrates for our lives in miraculous ways and gives us something even better than we were asking. So finding work that we love can really step up our energy, make us feel happier. And I used to do landscaping. I had a company named for Heavenscapes, and I was encouraged by my husband at the time. I'd taken a course with the University of Georgia, became a master gardener. I loved to garden. I found I had talents for design. My company did very well. I loved what I did for the first time in my life. I was giving back, and therefore, it came back to me. For Heavenscapes Limited, the company I had, taught me lessons about joy and happiness. I learned that when I was happy and in the flow state, doing what I loved, that the phone rang and money poured in. So I began to shift my focus to what was positive and wonderful instead of only looking at the negative and what was missing. Have you ever done that? Have you ever focused on the thought, I don't have the money for that, I can't do that, I can't afford it? That's focusing on what you don't have as opposed to what you do have. As I, or what you want, actually. As I did more healing work on myself, I took course after course. I became certified in five healing modalities because I saw what wonders it did for me in the process of 
becoming happy. I began to do healing work on others while landscaping. And after 11 years, I moved to Boulder to pursue healing full time. I found that I was happiness having happiest having adventures, traveling, and being with my children. So I did my best to see them whenever I could. I spent considerable money on travel so that we could be together. I found that the delight I had being with my children, they're grown now, was one of my biggest joys. And I choose to live now. I choose to live now in joy rather than to wait to retire to be happy and travel. So many people put off their joy to live when they retire. It's a choice they make. What about a different choice? We always have the power to choose differently. We can choose to live in joy now rather than put it off until we're ready to retire. Living in our passion is what brings us joy and fulfillment. So think for a moment, what makes you passionate? Maybe you're passionate about animals, babies, or nature. Perhaps you have a passion for the wetlands, the ocean, or maybe the birds of prey. Whatever your passion is, pursue it, as therein lies joy and fulfillment. So many people are doing jobs they hate rather than a job they love, a vocation. We have so many choices today we didn't have 20 years ago. We can work on Zoom, free conference call, and telesummit platforms. I found my passions. I love to write, so I began writing blog articles. You know, writing blogs can be your first foray into writing. You don't even have to publish them if you don't want to. You can write just for the sheer enjoyment of it, getting better as you go. Well, now I have five books and a blog, over 1,100 article posts, and I found that helping people fulfilled me. So I made a business being myself and doing what I love. My work fulfilled me. And, you know, doing work that we love is one of the greatest joys that we can give ourselves. Can you imagine not having to commute to work, working with people that love you, enjoy working with you, and want to spend time with you because of who you are, because of your talents and gifts? You can do that. I love the ocean. So I drove three hours each way, twice a month in the summer, spring, fall. I didn't, I didn't wait for somebody to go with me. I lived for me. I loved my dogs, so I traveled with them, walking them several times a day. Didn't matter where I was. I found that being outdoors was healing, so I moved and began to dance daily. Not inside. Outside, I didn't care who was watching me. I was living for me and no one else, and it brought me great joy. Change happens when we stop worrying about what others think of us, when we shift our perspective. Heaven on earth is possible. Not just for me, it's possible for you. And you can have it. I feel like Bill Murray. (laughs) you can have it and it is what I live every day from the music we select the work we do the people we choose to spend our time with every day we choose how we want our life to be so I've got a few small changes that I can just we're going to talk about this a little bit so you do you have your pen and paper handy can write these down take a few notes and maybe you could start doing these today so in every situation in everything that we encounter there's a positive and a negative choose to focus on the positive rather than the negative whatever we focus on grows if we choose to focus on what the people around us aren't doing or how they are 
acting, we get ourselves all bunched up, stressed, and irritated. So choose to focus on what they are doing, what good is happening. Focus on the good. Choose to focus on yourself rather than what others are doing. Don't expect to change other people. I say this <laughs> smiling and sighing. Most people try their best to get others to do what they want. And there's a name for that. It's called manipulation. I remember when I used to do things for my husband, expecting something in return. Maybe thanks, maybe love, maybe some attention from him. You know what? It didn't work the way I wanted it to. Manipulation backfires on us, causing us to feel resentful and, and maybe angry. So instead, focus on being the best person that you can be and allow others to be who they are. It's much simpler and far less exhausting. We have the power to change ourselves. Others will change when they choose to. But when we shift, everything shifts. We have other choices, too. We could choose gratitude. As soon as our eyes are open, saying a prayer of gratitude reminds us that life is a gift. Gratitude raises our vibration. Even if we're feeling down or negative, gratitude opens our heart. And when we say a meaningful thank you, it's amazing the things that will come to us. Gratitude is the fuel for the universe. It is, it is what ignites our creation and brings us what we want to us very quickly. When we focus on the fact that life is a gift, each moment becomes precious rather than a pain. We never know when we won't wake up to live another day. So how about a quick little prayer? Thank you for this day of life. Gratitude is the fastest way to shift our perspective as we focus on our good. The other thing gratitude does is it raises our vibration and it opens our heart. So if you struggle with a closed heart, gratitude is one of the ways to shift that. You can also choose to breathe deeply. You know, we did that exercise earlier. Our breath is usually shallow until we begin to focus on it. Breathing deeply expands our lungs, grounds us in the present, and also expands our joy. We can't experience great joy or an orgasm if we're holding our breath, waiting for something negative to happen. Choose to breathe deeply. You could also choose silence. Give yourself the gift of 10 minutes of silence. Sit and breathe. When we choose to begin our day with silence, we can make an intention at the same time in our mind for our day to go well. Silence helps us in many different ways. You know, even when we don't get enough sleep, Spending 10 minutes, more if you can, sitting upright, smiling to our hearts, and expecting our day to go well creates a better day with synchronicity, grace, beauty, and flow. In each moment of every day, we're creating with our thoughts and our emotions. Silence helps us to focus inward, which is where our power resides Yes, when we're silent, it allows us to turn inward. You know, as we live life, we journey with ourselves. We're the only one that is with us every day, right? Turning our focus inward is how we heal our past. Noticing how we feel in each given moment allows us to recognize and name what emotion we feel. When we turn towards sweets, 
cigarettes, alcohol, or other self-medication, we stuff our emotions and we avoid feeling. Over time, if we continue to adopt this behavior, we become numb and we don't feel anything except sadness and depression. Silence allows us to feel emotions fully so that we can allow those feelings to flow through us rather than suppress them. You can also choose how you want your day to go. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Set an intention for your day. Living consciously means we are aware that we are co-creators. Nothing happens by chance. Rather than thinking life is shitty and nothing but bad happens, change your focus. Instead, turn your focus to the positive. What do you want your day to look like? Do you want your partner to smile at you and be loving? Envision what you desire. Do you want your coworkers to be supportive, encouraging, positive? Then envision it. An intention is an image of what we want that creates positive change. We choose unconsciously when we don't create with an intention. An intention is a positive thought with a focus of positive energy. We also have the choice to be responsible rather than a victim. We can choose to stop blaming others. It raises our vibration exponentially. When we blame others, we aren't taking responsibility for ourselves and our life. Blame is the single most damaging thing that we can do for ourselves. It deflates our power, our life and relationships. When blame is present within us, we are unconscious rather than co-creating life. Everyone has had some sort of trauma. I had oodles of it. You probably have had too. Healing that trauma is what shifts perspective. Attempting to heal it on your own could take as long as it took me, over 30 years. But hiring someone who's done it can speed up the process because they've been where you are and have a higher perspective of what is really going on. No one is really a victim. We could also choose to stop complaining. I have a, a, little, a little mantra that I use. Bitch, moan, die alone. Complaints create more negative events and complications in our lives. Complaining actually makes us unhappy. And it's not fun for the people around us either. We can questions rather than making negative statements. So if we've got a money issue, let's call it a money challenge, we, we tend to say negative things. I talked about that earlier. We could say, I don't have the money. I can't afford it. No, I can't do that. I don't have the money right now. Or we could shift. Every statement is a prayer, correct? And our thoughts become things. Our words have more power than we think. Every thought we think is a prayer. If our bank account is overdrawn, instead of, oh my God, my bank account is overdrawn, what am I going to do? You could say, how can I have money flow to cover this overdraft? When we ask a question, the universe has no choice but to respond. When we make a statement, the universe will make us right. If we say, I have no money, the universe will give us evidence that we are correct. Yes, there is no money. A question makes the universe do what it is meant to do for us, organizes our life for our greater good. So there are some statements 
that you might say that you want to avoid saying. So stop, stop, stop. (laughs) Stop saying, I hate my life. Stop saying, this is killing me. Do you really want it to kill you? Stop saying, I have no money. Stop saying, everyone is against me. Everyone hates me. No one likes me. My life is shitty. I'm sick. I am poor. I am stupid. Or anything else negative. Stop. Self-hatred has no place in a happy world. I'm going to repeat that. Self-hatred has no place in your happy world. Like Florence Scovelshin said back in the 30s in her famous book, I love this book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Our word is our sword. We create our lives with what we think and speak. Do you want to speak wealth and love into your life? Or do you want to speak hate and poverty? We can cut people we love with our words or create a loving environment in which we live. Choose wisely. So I'm going to give you some questions to ask instead. How can I find work I love where people pay me for my skills? How can I have the money I need? Do you see the difference? How can I have more love in my life? How can I easily and effortlessly have a better and easier life? How can life get any easier than this? How can I easily and effortlessly find romance, find a job, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Okay, so that's the truth. Each of us has the power to create heaven on earth no matter what. We can live in the world, but not be of it. So I have a segment in every show because I am a truth teller and I just abhor bullshit. So I'm going to share a few things that are bullshit. Creating earth, uh, heaven on earth, no matter what. So... If you think that life will be better somewhere else in another town, if you aren't happy where you're moving, you're not going to be happier when you get there. So we got to be happy with ourselves. Going to another location isn't going to change the way you feel about you because you're going to be there. So instead, become happy with you. If you think that heaven is a better place, and boy, I can't wait to get there. (laughs) I hate to tell you, it's bullshit. Heaven might be an okay place to go when you're not in a body. However, if you're putting life on hold thinking that you'll be happier in heaven than on earth, you are delaying your joy. The, The truth is we are meant to be happy here making life on earth our heaven. Because in heaven, you can't touch, you can't make love, you can't taste a juicy strawberry or feel the sweet, sugary drip of a pear down your chin when you're eating a juicy pear. Life is best here, right here in the present moment, living today, make this your best life. Make your mind to make the changes we've talked about. Or if you need a guide to help you along, to help you make those consistent changes that you feel you can't do on your own, hire me. It's what I do. I do private sessions. So know that life on earth can be heaven or hell. 
We can make it whatever we choose with our thoughts and our perceptions. Take a deep breath. You have the power to choose. You always do. You can decide right now, from this moment on, I'm going to choose to live in joy. I'm going to choose to find beauty in every moment. I'm going to choose to be grateful for what I have. There's always going to be ups and downs, good and bad. There always will be challenges no matter where we are. But we always have the power to choose the high road. We always have the power to choose love and joy in every situation. We always have the power to to pray a better life. Thank you for this life that I have. Thank you for the beauty that surrounds me. Remember, thoughts become things. What are you creating for you? So live today and make this your best life. Make your mind up to take the changes that we talked about. No life could be heaven or hell and we make it whatever we choose with our thoughts and our perceptions. I love you. Have fun creating heaven on earth. The truth is, it is before you right now. And now I'm going back to loving me. I'm Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you. Hot and cold, I looked everywhere for what I need. But now I know, now I know, I'm going back.